Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Gonna be famous forever, cause forever's too short. Gonna be famous together, cause that's one more than together. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host this week, Karen Randazzo, and with me as always is a YouTuber who might have married me as a prank, Chris Randazzo. Someone's a little hunty. And big damn heroes embarking on a lifelong journey, Evan Goldstein. Are you feasting on youth? And Angie Furnot. That's a lot of wind, babe. <laughs> this is episode 240 for the week of November 11th, 2021. Uh, <laughs> Tonight we will... 2001, we've gotten a time machine and went back 20 years. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, tonight we'll be discussing Girls 5 Eva, season 1, episode 4, uh, entitled Karma. But before we get to that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what you dressed up as for Halloween. Tell us what you're eating for Thanksgiving. Tell us what you want for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, winter solstice, etc. Or just tell, it what, tell us what you'll be watching to get yourself through the holidays. We always want to hear from you, the listener. So uh, we had a little interruption in our recording schedule, and we apologize for that, but it was for a very good reason. It is my great honor to announce that this is the first episode of this podcast hosted by not one, but two married couples. Congratulations, (laughs) Evan and Angie. (laughs) So she's literally almost crawling into the fetal position because she's so giddy right now. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Oh, God. Okay. It was such a wonderful, wonderful wedding. Thank you. Thank and you. thank you guys again for all of your help. So, uh, yeah, listeners, uh, Chris and Karen, like, they were amazing. Uh, they helped us get all these really cool props so we could have a photo booth. Uh, they were there spending time, hanging out, making everything perfect and wonderful. Um, and, you know, Chris was he, in the... the he, was, he was one of my grooms. The wedding party, yeah. 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 I mean, there was a, was a party. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did have to do something for the three and a half hours that we were waiting. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Listen, first of all, it was more like six hours it was that the, you were well, waiting. No, because no, 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 we got, we, we said, Hey, cause you yelled angrily at people. If you're not ready, be in the room by 1130. And then I whoa, went, whoa, right, whoa. I said I, noon. <laughs> no, no, no. That's if we were ready, if we were already dressed. Because trust me, we talked about this. I said, show up by noon, whether yeah. you're dressed or not. It's not a big deal. Then we proceeded to, when, when was the reveal? 3.30? Listen, do we really need to break this down right now? Yes, we will. Yes. The, this uh, is marriage, you guys. Yep. This was the itinerary. <laughs> I had an itinerary. We were supposed to be done with hair and makeup and in dresses and ready to go and starting photos by 2.30 and then 3.30 rolls around and we're like, oh, hey, we're kind of almost done, but not really. So the guys had to wait a little bit longer than and, they were and, supposed to. There was absolutely nothing wrong with that because we all sat in that, the, the room adjacent to the room in which all of that was going on just sitting around bullshitting for three and a half hours it was quite magical and you were hanging out my there was bonding with my brother that made me so happy yes he he was also in the wedding party he was he was he's part of the group now Mm -hmm, and it mm -hmm. was fun because like 
every one of my groomsmen was from a different aspect, from a different point in my life, generationally. Mm-hmm. And it was neat to see how they all, everybody got along really well, surprisingly. Like usually, like Matt will, normally would keep quiet in a, in a situation like that. But even he, like that story about the booger, oof. Knocked it out of the park, man. The booger story. Oh. Wait, now now everyone's going to want to know what that story was. So they're going to have to talk to Matt. Oh, no. Poor Matt. He's going to have to talk to people. It's okay. You can email Matt at matt at pk.com. Just kidding. Don't email Matt. Do it. Email him. You won't. Um, that's not... Um, probably not a real email, email address. <laughs> no, it's not. If anyone was to you have it, you can send him an him. email there, but he don't think he will get it. Honestly, <laughs> probably doesn't he? I think he has a geekade email though. He definitely does. Matt, Matt, tell us if you tell us what your geekade email is. Matt, do the thing. <laughs> go in the Discord and guys, go in the Discord and tag him. There you go. There it is. Nice. We fixed it. Yeah, use Discord. That's a thing. Chris is on there all the time. We actually quite there's quite an active, shockingly, for TWEP Discord channel. Like there's a lot of chatting going on. It's fun. I love the conversations. I like to pop in a little. There was some some talk about stuff like people were reminiscing about TV shows recently that you guys have been watching, and I was like, uh, this is like stuff that's even old for me though. Well, a lot of things are old. <sighs> Listen, I'm not- because she's feasting on youth. <laughs> yeah, obviously. That's why I teach the youths. I teach them, and then I feast. Oh. Chris, did you have fun at the wedding? I had a blast at the wedding. I thought the wedding was spectacular. I was talking to Dan a little bit about this last night, and, and Evan a little bit about this last night, that it was just one of the most wonderful weddings I had ever been to. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I don't Every- know. Did- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say every detail down to the like the last little like petal on every flower was completely perfect and came out of the brains of these two. It was like Ooh, don't, the don't, most don't unique, that. special no, thing. That, that all came out of her brain. Like, I'm not taking any credit for the amazingness that that was that that room because you kept me sane, babe. She, you take credit like all of it that even down to like the 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 specific flowers that we used were like. Yeah, made that of was... wood. Like, who would, who does that? Who goes out and hunts for that and finds it and then hand makes all of the the the, the bouquets and the. Ooh, oh, I know, Angie. Angie did. Yeah, that, that would be yes. me. Yep. Yes. Don't worry, I guys. I hand dyed all of the flowers used in all of the bouquets and floral arrangements in my wedding, and then decided to stem them, make all the bouquets myself, buy all the filler, add that to the flower arrangements. So you know nothing. Real you know, just stuff. keeping it easy, <laughs> easy breezy. Not a big deal. I didn't. I didn't make up all sorts of weird random shit that came together at the end. Even though everyone, when I would talk about it, thought I was insane. It's fine. It's totally fine. I definitely had a real plan. The point is, the wor- the, all of it was worth it because everything was amazing. Thank you. Not going to lie. 100%. 100% true. I do want to throw a shout out to uh, Dan and Tiff, though. Uh, for you guys who may also know the Stone Age Gamer podcast, uh, Dan's amazing, incredible wife made our wedding cake, and it like makes me cry thinking about it. Like, was it was t- the most perfect cake that ever could have caked for us for our wedding. <laughs> I was talking to him last night as well, and I said, you know, we've there was rumors that Tiff was not going to make it to the wedding. I was so sad. And I immediately went, oh shit, 
that means Dan's responsible to get the cake to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> but it all worked out. Yeah, it was really, it, it was, was a great. It was a very good cake. That The texture of it was like really, um, I don't know, it was very moist and soft mm-hmm. and delicious and better than most wedding cakes yeah. you have that are made by like a place that's like well this isn't special to us so we don't care if this cake is any good yeah, yeah. They, 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 every, it's everybody that helped everybody did such a, a not like because we did this all by ourselves like this was us friends family that was it. Yep. We didn't have any professional. Well, we had a professional for a few minutes. We and there, fired her. We there fired was drama her. there. And that was the old, well, technically that that drama, which didn't happen during the wedding, and the the limo driver drama. <laughs> that was it. It was the only drama throughout the entire wedding. And that was yeah. We almost didn't make it, guys. We almost did not make it to the wedding. Evan, I get uh, it. He was gonna These kill guys the driver. are all in the limo, and I'm at the venue for like you know I went there for cocktail hour ahead of the reception How just was to like that? hang out. <laughs> it was great. Good. It was fantastic. I hung out with Dan and Tiff and Dean and had a good time. And in the middle of it, I get a text from Chris, and he's like, "We're making a five point turn in the middle of the highway." <laughs> <laughs> Which is not. He's not blind. That That's was, not an that exaggeration. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Dean showed up not wearing a vest and i feel that that needs to be discussed yeah, yeah what like, the hell what vest lord <laughs> well apparently lord yeah, what is he being the does, prime word does here. he think that he's now going to turn into the suspenders lord all of a sudden oh, yeah i don't know is that going to be a thing because i'm not participating in that i refuse I mean, he to accept it went kimono after he won that thing at the the too many games who knows who knows what's next for that boy huh he's Certainly an unpredictable mess so at work today, I was showing pictures of the venue to people, like before and after photos. And one person, uh, one per like like they everybody loved it, and they were looking at it. Like one guy goes, "Oh my god, that that looks like like Harry Potter. Like that looks like where they did their dinner thing, like Hogwarts, like Hogwarts, like the Great Hall." Sure. Okay. And I went, "Motherfucker!" She snuck in Hogwarts right <laughs> underneath my nose, and I didn't see it. Up until this person said it to me. Like, I knew there was a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Come on. I almost themed each table after the four houses, but I didn't want to Harry Potter the I, hell out of everything. I was definitely wondering about that. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, which one was Slytherin, et cetera, but you seemed like you had a lot going on that day. I didn't really want to bother you with a stupid question. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. Uh, the The great hall, like the dining room vibe of the wedding was actually not directly themed after Harry Potter, especially because we originally did not know how exactly we were going to have the tables set up. Um, but it was definitely a thing that crossed my mind quite frequently, which was part of the reason why it was so important for me to have lights above everything because it was reminiscent of the floating candles. Um, so there's definitely certain visions. And then if anyone else is like, well, why the fuck does that matter? Uh, I my Our welcome table was actually entirely Harry Potter themed right down to a Harry Potter Lego set. Um, and all of our, instead of doing a normal guest book, like, you know, normal people uh we had one of my friends hand cut uh peaches pieces of parchment and then a uh, whole bunch of them and attached ribbons so we could have scrolls and then um we had like a day that i called a uh, craftivities day and uh we got together and it was like uh 
I don't know, like 10 to 15 of my friends who all came and um, we made Harry Potter pencil wands. So we made the, we like poured hot glue on them and painted them. And then Matt was there. He spray painted things and um, we just went like hog wild making all this stuff. And then uh, went Hogwarts wild. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> yes. My, no muggles necessary. At one point in time, my mother was standing at that welcome table and she was talking to Meredith. And she looks at, at Meredith, and my mother is is a, is a short woman, and Meredith is taller than me. <laughs> she like, is a she's, giant. She's what six two? Almost. <laughs> she's five <laughs> eleven. <laughs> like, well, she was also probably wearing heels. This she woman, was, yeah. she was, she was, the, the height difference was first off making me laugh, but then <laughs> she, my mother picks up one of those pencils and looks at it. And she goes, "Oh wow, these are really nice. Where did you buy? Where did you guys buy these?" And Meredith immediately chimes. She goes, "Oh no." Angie and all of us, we, we handmade those, and she starts yeah. explaining it. And picture like a, a a picnic basket full of these pencils, and they're sitting there. And as Meredith is explaining point by point how they're made, I watch my mother slowly reach in and grab a handful <laughs> of them and put them in her purse. And I'm like, that that's a win. That means that's a success right there. Mom approved. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. It was a uh, it was a lot of like TLC that went into it, and uh, we had a little glass jar where all the scrolls were placed and uh, that w- there was an owl at the top so it was like owl mail so anybody it wasn't in little envelopes which would have been like more accurate to the description in the books but um you know we really tried to keep like an authentic vibe for that because we wanted it to feel magical when people walked in and i love harry potter so so much as everybody probably knows so um yeah i'm so glad Did you guys have accomplished. you read the scrolls yet no, we actually put them aside because uh, we want to read one a day. We wanted to plan it out, and we've still been sort of unpacking everything from the wedding. Um, also, listeners, we did the wedding in our original home state of New Jersey, uh, and we now live in North Carolina. So, yes, I planned a wedding in another state. Don't do that. It's That's stupid. Not a good idea. Bad <laughs> idea. Um, but, yeah, we haven't gotten to start reading those, and we're actually doing... Um, a very very small second celebration we're just gonna do like a thing at a restaurant with our friends down here because we have a a small group down here of people who um, wanted to celebrate but couldn't attend up north so we're bringing uh, the very last of the parchment and the pencils and once we've collected everything that's when we're actually hoping to start reading them but I think can we do you think how do you feel about opening them sooner I mean yeah I I wanted to start going through them and, and literally like on Facebook writing out because it's it's supposed to be like words of encouragement or like mm-hmm. words of advice and like the the two of them that were open yeah because they someone didn't tie the thing right like they were nice there's there were sweet things and, and it's oh, i forgot about that part yeah so we'll figure out something i don't yeah the only thing that doesn't have that doesn't get opened for a year is that the the, the letters so we yeah. can open it whenever so and anyway the top tier right oh we have the cake we will yeah, the, yeah. oh my god so I had, so, so it made it home in a bucket which was funny because <laughs> they wrapped they put it on a, a plate and wrapped it in in um not uh, Saran, saran plastic wrap, wrap yeah and put it like there was this metal bucket like a, a milking bucket at the venue and it went into there and it sat in my car because it was much colder down there or up there than it is here so it made it all the way here. And then I realized if I was to put that whole top tier in my freezer, <laughs> I would no lose freezer. a quarter of my freezer. Yeah. So I couldn't have that. So I, I, we cut off a chunk of it and we put it away. And yes, it will be saved for a year. That in will probably hindsight, be the first piece of that cake I fully eat. Yeah. Yeah. 
in hindsight, I probably could have asked Tiff, like, how many people is this cake going to feed? Because I had, I literally, guys, like, I had no idea. I thought it was going to be, like, this tiny little two-tier thing. I told her not to go crazy. And she was like, no, I'm going to do a three-tiered cake at least. And I was like, okay, fine. But, like, again, it can be really small. Blah, 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 blah. And she was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, she. I know there was spreadsheets <laughs> involved at one point in a She PowerPoint. made a freaking PowerPoint, <laughs> you guys. She's amazing. And did you get the, did you, did you try the butterbeer uh, truffles? Did yes. you get? Yeah, I didn't, but awesome. I loved those donuts. Oh, I'm so glad you like the donuts apple, too. Apple, apple, what? Apple cider donuts. Apple cider donuts. Apple yeah. cider donuts. Yeah. Everything spooky yuki. Yeah, she made the butterbeer truffles as well, and I've never had anything butterbeer uh, flavored because I couldn't have. I don't like carbonation, so I never got to have like that kind of experience with any of this. So that was like such a treat. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm done talking. I could talk about our wedding forever. I'm so excited that you guys had fun, and I'm really grateful that you were a part of it. So thank you. You're welcome. I, Did I, you open any of your presents yet? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. We. <laughs> so I guess. All right. So we'll give you a formal thank you. Um, <laughs> yes. So okay. First off, the thing that the 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 piece of work that you did, Chris. What is that called? Uh, perler beads. Perler beads. Perler beads. <sighs> I, we could not, for the life of us, remember that. And trying to search that on the internet was tough it, yeah I, it was like peg <laughs> art beads, and people pegs, were it was like, like light bright and i was so. like that's not what i mean <laughs> perler uh, beads hold on i'm updating we have a spreadsheet I, mean, I think perler is i think that's like the band-aid kind of thing okay i think it's just called bead art if you want to get all official but there's it's perler beads okay so uh, we the imagery <laughs> that you did of of the moon characters in our life was fantastic Thank you very much for that. Um, well, you're you're welcome. I'm so glad you liked it. Uh, we loved it. Just, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to display it because, like, I don't want to throw a nail through it. <laughs> but um, the well, that's the thing. They're open. You kind of can. Yeah, and I, I well, I, I'm, yeah, it's gonna they're go not on my Moon Knight shelf. Like, it's technically yeah. a Moon Knight thing. So it's gonna go on there. But um, wait, you hijack in? The, well, you know, I have Sailor Moon getting over the there other too. one. I know. Okay, wait, can I talk about this one? I'm so excited. Okay, so we also got a cross stitch. Um, and it's on Karen's Instagram, by the way, which is STM Stitches, if you want to go check her out, which you should. Um, but she made us a cross stitch that says, Till your unsolvable murder do us part. And then it has our name and our, our, like, the date of our wedding. And it just makes me giggle every time I look at it. I love it so much. And it's the colors from our wedding. Yep. <laughs> So thank you very much for that. That was, was absolutely great, fantastic, guys. you guys. Thank you so much. The absolutely like perfect, uh, really personal, handmade pieces uh, from you guys like was such a beautiful, beautiful touch. Um, and thank you for that because it means a lot. And I love you guys. We oh, love, you, I love too. you too. And uh, that's all the time we have. When <laughs> <laughs> Angie's wedding podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really what we've been watching all week. So come on. I mean, yeah. Like, listen. I think if you're gonna, if you want to listen to this podcast, people like my favorite thing was when you guys would talk about your person before I was on this podcast. That's so weird to say. When I was just a, a wee listener, and I was just you know hearing your beautiful voices. Just a fan. It was so as, fun. As my son would say back in the day, a phrase he learned today from his third grade teacher. Awesome. As he was telling me about. Um, like the way people used to think of um, that the earth was the center of the universe or the center of the solar system instead of the sun. Mm -hmm. He said, this was mommy. This was way, way back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway. And I feel like Chris Johnson, the, back, the day, it was a Wednesday, as a matter of fact. You, very few people know that. Yes. There you go. You know it. You've heard that story, um, haven't you? But you were saying back in the day before you listened to the, before you were on the podcast. Yeah, I, well, that was one of my favorite things was like learning stuff about you guys and then meeting you in person. It was so weird because you'd be like, oh, I like blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I already knew that. But it was so cool to talk to you about it. And like, I love, like, that's one of my things. I just love learning about the people that I listen to on the podcast I listen to. So I hope, you know what? Y'all better fucking like this story. How about that? All right. You're now a part of our wedding story. You got you got to hear all of it. If you want to hear more of it, you have to tell us, and I and we can do that. At, what, at one point in time, during the, either the setup or whatnot, my brother was with me and Chris and I, and and he, he out of nowhere he just stops us. It's like I'm sitting in my car listening to you guys. <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about for a second. I was like, what? It came, it came off real creepy, and then I went, oh, he's talking about the podcast. Got it. Got it. Yeah, and we have a, an official, like, we got married hosts of the uh, podcast photo hopefully coming Ooh, at some true. point. Yeah, we'll get that up on, on the Discord and in, in our... Because we also got that, and we pseudo-recreated a, a... How long ago was that picture? That was Garden State. Like, the first time we did a, a, a table at Garden State, right, Chris? Maybe. I feel like... Cause yeah, I, remember, I don't even know. But that it was, was a, the it was kimono a, year. Geekade Founders Fest po- photo, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> they're already in the Discord, by the nice. way. The, Good. The photo of us and, and whatnot. They're, they're already oh, already nice. there. I shipped them over to the Discord while we were at the wedding. Nice. Oh, nice. shit. Okay. Fantastic. I don't know how I missed that. Wait, where in the Discord? Under the uh, Well, should be in I the TWEP. Oh, I read those articles before. Okay. I was looking at TWEP stuff from right before the wedding and then after the wedding i don't think i scrolled far back enough good to know okay well thank you yeah from the night of there's the there's the photo of in twep i have the photo of the four of us uh, yeah both of them are right there you don't have to scroll back all that that okay. and i put the the one of all of the the geekade founders fest over in the uh, stone age gamer chat as well oh cute nerd yeah. And you guys got lots of love from all of our all of our all of our many legions of fans <laughs> and the Discord. Well, thank uh, you guys for uh, for posting in Discord, and thank you to the fans who have uh, and friends who have been sharing love on Discord. I'm sorry I haven't been more on top of that. Um, we like literally just yesterday started getting back to our normal lives post wedding. Yeah. So every time we unpack something, we actually have to find a place to put it, and that's the hard part. Yeah. So. Anyway, okay. So, what have you, you guys been right. watching? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing as important as you guys getting married. Ah, How about that? Hey, uh, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Thanks. What did we? I'm it was very to... fun. Did, Chris, I have to know because you asked me for a show, and mm-hmm. you told me you watched a couple of episodes of it. How was Frogger? oh boy uh so oh man frogger's interesting i mean how could it not be they made a tv they made an obstacle game show out of freaking frogger Mm -hmm. uh and it's hosted by wayne's it's hosted by coach from new girl nice and uh it's uh jeez so it's uh 
Lost for words there, Chris. I'm just, I'm just enjoying. Like we watched it together, but I'm just enjoying um, watching Chris struggle with how to (laughs) describe this thing. (laughs) I mean, all right. So it is. You know, it's exactly what I said. It's an obstacle course TV show, like uh, your most extreme challenge or your the floor is lava. Not quite. Yeah, like it's very. It's floor is lava with a budget and a video game theme. (laughs) Is what is what it is. Okay. Um. Uh, except you know you don't immediately lose when you touch the water. That's one big difference. Like if you grab onto something and your feet dangle in the water, it's not a game over. Okay. But it's all themed after, it's like loosely themed <laughs> after the original arcade Frogger, uh, with a couple of like the sound effects and like all the the graphics that they show off. Of like then they showing what the course is beforehand for the viewers, mm-hmm. like they show it in the visual style of the original Frogger <laughs> arcade machine. Nice, that's uh, great. And it's just a big old mountain of stupid. Like they pick two people, and then they go through an obstacle course that's loosely based on. One of them is loosely based on the stage from Frogger, where you cross the street and cross the river. But then the other ones are like, and here's this other. You know, massive frog bullshit. Frog Candyland. Yeah, Frog Candyland and shit. Like, awesome. Just, just completely does doesn't even matter. They they have no grasp on reality. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's kind of something. And then you watch two people go through a course, and then you know whoever gets the farthest wins that. And then two more people go through another course, and then what is it? Three. It's three yeah. sets of yeah. Three sets of two, and then you have like the um the winners of that uh go to the fin- to the boss round where you have to fight against this weird computerized uh farting boss toad. Are these all and, adults? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all okay. adults. And um the the boss toad stage is like you have to go find all these little mini froggers and bring them to safety. And that's kind of the show. <laughs> and it's you know, it's very it's very reality TV, but less so than the other thing that we've been watching, uh, which I'll explain in a bit. Ooh. But it, it's it's reality TV in the floor is lava sort of way, in that it's like this is really all just played for laughs. It's just the the hosts know exactly how stupid this is, but it does have way more of a budget than floor is lava because you know it's obviously got you know a Wayne's brother and some other random white dude hosting it. I have no idea who it is, but uh, that's kind of neat. And the kids loved it, so yeah. we've been watching more of it from time to time. You know, we're a couple episodes in, and it's you know, we're we're all taking turns at the uh, after 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 dinner. So now we all take turns figuring out what we're gonna do each night. So like tonight was uh, John's night, and he picked the other reality con you know contest show that we've been watching, which is Lego Masters. Ooh. Mm. Okay. We, we, we... Um. We've checked Go out ahead. the Lego Master. So, yes. how far seen, did you get into that? I've seen all of the first season, and uh, we watched like one episode in season two, and we haven't gotten further than that yet. Evan doesn't really care for it, so well, yeah, uh, I I love things about it, but the show is so reality show. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so like thoroughly like they had the the drama and everything, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? This is a freaking Lego show. Yep. Why? Why are you doing all this like dramatic cuts and the the commercial? Like it's shot like, like 
Top Chef, but like way trashier, <laughs> and that really bothers me. <laughs> yep, uh, they have to stretch it out, and and I I don't understand why they like. I think they feel it. That's the entertaining part about it is the behind like, the scenes. Yeah, like, and, the it's like, and it's like no it's not. way, it's man. The fucking thing, amazing things that these people are making with Legos. That's the part we're tuning in for. Well, I think the yeah, the reality like, of it those- is. That craftsmanship is not as interesting to other people as we want it to be. And when you need to make an entire TV show of that, it's hours and hours and hours worth of work that they're trying to make more interesting because, like, no one's going to have the patience for it. Uh, but at that point, then, then don't make a Lego show. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, if you can't make the sh- if you can't keep the show interesting based on, like, building freaking Legos, then you you failed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, it's, you've got Will Arnett being Will Arnett. You've got people make, like, a contest building all these amazing Lego creations. You don't need that other shit. And that was, it was really bothering me. Like, when they get to the actual creations, it's fascinating. And the weird things they make them do, like, we just yeah. watched the episode tonight where they had to do, build the other half of Oh, I object. love that one. That was such a great, like, what a great idea. That was really, really freaking cool. And, um, but, uh, like, I think in the previous episode where you had those, that couple, not couple, like, the, the, the team that was just fighting the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they must have played that clip of the dude saying, I don't think you understand Lego, like, yeah. 150 times. Like, would you stop it? We don't need drama. We're here. It's called Lego Masters. We're here for Legos. I'll be stop. honest. We're here for Lego. We're here for, for Lego. Lego. Right. Sorry. Right. Uh, I'll be also, honest. I, I know, skipped a lot. After this last episode, those judges are... I don't like either of those judges. Because <laughs> they have... What I've, what I've picked up so far is that those folks have a preconceived notion of what they want these people to build. And mm-hmm. when it's not what they want them to have built, then they rip them to shreds for it. Like, they talk about how, like, oh, it's not, this isn't good. I would have loved to see this, or I would have loved to see that. And they're not judging what's actually there. They just have this opinion of what they hoped they were going to to build. And then they judge them based on whether or not they built the thing that they were imagining when they came up with it. And not actually rewarding their creativity for coming up with what they came up with. I saw that a couple of times throughout the course of the show that I've seen so far, and I'm thinking, like, is this literally just being done for dramatic, uh, for, for the dramatic effect of it? Like, are they playing a bit here, or are these two just Lego people that have no business judging a reality competition because, uh, like, they're picking apart stuff that's genuinely interesting. Like, the one of them today where they're like, yeah, but it covers up, a, it covers up too much of the globe. I wanted to see this, that, and the other thing, and I'm looking at it like, there's, it's the bottom half of a globe. They had to build something on top of it, and I can see it just fine. <laughs> it's yeah. the bottom half of a globe. You can't do anything with that. And they built this really cool thing happening on top of it, and incorporated the rest of the globe too. And clearly, they had a different idea in mind of what these people should have built, and they ripped them to shreds for it. And I, I that was it was just pissing me off. <laughs> like. This is such a great idea for a show. The the crazy stuff that these people can come up with, they're just insanely talented. And it's all of the reality show trappings that are just turning me off big time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't have to watch it every night because it's, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm generally not a huge Will Arnett fan either, like with the exception of Bojack Horseman, which I absolutely loved. And that's like, that's the part of this that's really like weirding me out because <laughs> we'll watch it and I'm not actually watching it. I'm just like listening to it while you know working on my computer or something, try to catch up on work. And I'm hearing like Will Arnett talk and all I'm hearing is like Bojack Horseman saying very non-Bojack thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this isn't depressing at all. It's, this is weird. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's been an experience. Um, you know, Frogger and Lego Masters are uh, a part of our lives now. So we'll see how long hey. that sticks around. Though I will say that Frogger did succeed in... Uh, uh, I took John downstairs and on the wonderful arcade cabinet that you lovely people bought for me for my 40th birthday. Mm -hmm. I booted up Frogger and John played some Frogger and he thought it was really cool. Awesome. awesome. Oh, yeah, that was neat. The other show, like, uh, it was my pick to try out Lego Masters because I thought the kids would like it. They're both really into building Legos. Um, but that was, I was trying to pick between that and something else, which I don't think you do have on the Plex, but I wouldn't mind if you got it, which is Holy Moly. Holy Moly! Which I think, is, I think it's probably closer to Frogger in Spirit, but it's like a miniature golf themed obstacle show. Oh, Stop I've it. heard of that. Isn't like hosted by like Rob Riggle Rob or Riggle, something? Yeah. Oh, that's what that is? I've seen that's the 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 artwork for it is like his giant like his face is a, a mini golf thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What yeah, I think I think the kids would really like that, so uh if you throw that up for me we'll uh make it back. so <laughs> wow, there are three seasons of that. <laughs> All right. Yikes. Well, let's see. I guess I'll keep going. Um, so I started watching Dragon Ball Z with John. Okay. Which has been uh, really an interesting experience. Um, uh, 60 seconds and go. go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'll. I'm I may. Prepared. Maybe eventually, but right now. I mean, it was you used to be because I do one. like one episode in a week, and we're watching like one episode a day. That's just not. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. But it, uh, anyway, so we started watching the show a, a good long while ago. We watched the first like two or three episodes when John was sick, and uh, he thought they were pretty cool. And it was. Oh, it was. A, it was a while ago, and um, we. He had this like kind of sort of friend at school that was interested in Dragon Ball, mm -hmm. and uh, like he had like a Dragon Ball shirt and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's try this again. Let's see if I can. There's a lot about this show that I think you're really gonna dig, and uh, let's let's give it a whirl. So we did, and he got really into it. He was really really excited about it. So we've been watching like one episode a day, and we started off watching. See, Dragon Ball is really problematic. <laughs> Uh, Master Roshi as a character is irredeemable. He is, uh, I mean, just he is sexual assault incarnate. It's 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 a freaking problem. So my whole thought process around like starting him on Dragon Ball is like, I, he's gonna love so much of this show, but how the fuck do I explain Master Roshi? Like, I you just have to. Yeah, I I, I basically sidestepped that at first by s switching to what's known as the Ocean Dub, which is the version of the show that aired on American TV when I was younger, which is how I first saw the show, where they basically just turned Master Roshi into a uh, kind of a nothing character, but you know he's just a, a nice old man that trained 
uh, Goku and Krillin and Yamcha when they were younger, and that's kind of that. And that was that was that was great because it was really fun rewatching the show through the like the exact same way that I watched it in the first place. Like that was just a really wild experience, and um, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Except we started to run out of those episodes. We made it to the end of w- what that show called the first season. And they didn't really get through the second season before uh, Funimation uh, got the rights to dub the show in English. So about halfway through the second like story arc, all the voices change, all the anime, like all the, the the styling of the show changes because Ocean changed a ton about that show. They added all this new music and made it very very American cartoon, uh, stylistically speaking. And they also really sped the whole process up. Like it's, it, they made it into a much more tight show. Mm-hmm. Like it's still got some filler, but I mean, if you know, Dragon Ball, like what did you say <laughs> about Dragon Ball? That was so genius. It was, uh, oh, uh it was, <laughs> we were talking, I was actually talking to your officiants when I was hanging out with them <laughs> at the wedding. And, uh, <laughs> um, it was a couple and the woman was saying that she liked Dragon Ball um, and that her husband wasn't really that into it but every four or five episodes she'd call him into the room to like so he could catch up on what was happening and I said yeah the way it's made reminds me of how Dickens got paid by the word (laughs) (laughs) which is so accurate it is so accurate because there's like there's so much stuff in that show and most of the time it really works like I, a lot, of, I know a lot of people complain about the filler in Dragon Ball, which is why the show Dragon Ball Z Kai exists, which I'll get into in a minute. But I've always been really fond of the filler because it does such a great job of building, you know, the world that it's in, and it makes you care about the characters so much more when things go bad uh, or when people get in danger in the later episodes, like because you know what their actual day-to-day life is like. Which is super interesting. Like, this is a show about impossible characters doing impossible things. And then, like, after they beat the first, like, big bad of the show, the next, like, handful of episodes is, like, Goku in the friggin' hospital. <laughs> like, they're all bandaged up and stuff. You find out that Goku is terrified of getting shots, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so, it, I don't know, it's, it's super neat stuff. But they really tightened all that stuff up for the Ocean dub. But okay. when we finished that that off, I was like, all right, well, this stuff's going to change anyway, so I think we should switch over to the full version of the show so that it's not, like, you know, super jarring in the middle of it. Also, because the episode count's all, all different. Like, they don't edit out anything in the version that you got for me most recently. So it's like, you'd see, like, half an episode and be like, oh, well, Oh, oh, okay. We've seen some of these scenes already in the previous episode. But we've also seen some of these other scenes already from this episode. So, because it was all you know cut up and re-edited together. So at first, I had Evan find for me Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is basically an official Dragon Ball Z abridged. <laughs> um, it's not a comedy show by any stretch of the imagination, like actual Dragon Ball Z abridged is. But it is a um, they took the show and they really just they just sliced it and diced it and like I started it off and within minutes like they introduce um uh, uh, they introduce Frieza as, as a character right from the get go 
which is yeah. like that you don't even hear about him until season two. So I thought that was kind of weird. I understand why they would do that because like he's kind of the reason for the first bad guys in the first place. But it's like, isn't it kind of cooler to find out that there's bigger bad after they beat the big bad than just knowing already that there's somebody way more powerful in the background the whole time? But whatever. Listen, and then, like, it's anticipation, Chris. Okay, he knows that there's a power level over nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we got through that, and that was great. <laughs> He's I awesome. made him rewind when I was in the room, and like, <laughs> so she could finally see it. And because, like, the ocean dub is where that's from. Like that, that's that is uh, that specific meme version of the over nine thousand is from the original American uh, ocean dub, and mm. it was just fun to watch that in context again. Because it's a awesome. great scene. It's I mean, it's it's hilarious because you know, the the voice acting is so over the top because all damn shows over the top, but it's like the power level thing is so um it's so effective like mm -hmm. especially for especially for kids like john because it's like they're putting numerical values on how powerful these these characters are instead of like it being abstract he can see like it's a literal oh, this level. guy's really strong yeah like oh and well this guy's the strongest guy there is but then you know so like piccolo and gohan are around like 2,000, 2,200 power levels, and that's crazy. And they're getting destroyed by this Nappa guy, like, just absolutely destroyed. So his power level must be must be a really high number. Uh, the, oh, his power level's 5,000? That's nuts. And the other guy's number's even higher? And then Goku shows up, and Vegeta loses his mind and yells, it's over 9,000. <laughs> and he's like, 9,000? Like, because right now, a few episodes ago, the strongest character he could imagine was 5,000, which was stronger than the previous character he could imagine, which was only 2,000. It's like, 2,000? That's a crazy number. And now it's like over 9,000. Like, it's so effective, and it really, you know, got him into it. So what was fun about this transition is, like, so what you got for me is the Dragon Box, which is um, the the full anime, like, the full screen as it was... The, Right? The right at what's that? Is it like the twentieth anniversary or something like that? I found. Something like that. Basically, all the home video releases of Dragon Ball had aspect ratio problems. Like the DVD box sets that I have, which are I love the packaging, but they cropped them to make them widescreen. So they cut off the top and okay. the bottom of a full screen thing to pan them, like zoom them in to make them widescreen, and it, like it cuts off so much of the imagery, it's ridiculous. Um, so the stuff that you got for me, the Dragon Box, is all in its original aspect ratio. It's unedited, so it's 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 fully uncut. It's everything that was in the original episodes that aired, mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, it's pretty wild. But we're kind of past the point where you're going to see a lot of Master Roshi, so it's like all right. And anything past that, I can just explain. Like Master Roshi is uh, not a great guy, and he has no respect for personal boundaries especially when it comes to women and when he does that stuff it's absolutely not okay which is why women are always mad at him uh and it's played for comedy in the show which is gross but it's you know it is a thing it was definitely a product of japanese tv of the time so i mean this is an issue we're going to encounter repeatedly showing things from our time to yeah. our children so yeah yeah the best we can do is just be like well this was a thing that 
happened all the time on TV, and it's not okay. Yeah, it's, it wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. So I just looked up, for, I don't know why, I looked up Dragon Box, Dragon Ball Z Dragon Box on eBay, and a mm-hmm. complete set, this, someone has it listed for $3,000. It's over 9000 <laughs> Because it like is they it's missed an pretty opportunity much right there. The, the only, it's pretty much the only good home video release of Dragon Ball Z, which is insane, because it's one of the most influential TV shows ever made, and they just keep fucking up the home video <laughs> releases of it. Like, I, I don't understand, but that's just kind of the way it is. Um, so, it's been really cool doing that switchover, because now we're in the... Uh, what's cool about the Dragon Box is that it's all of the English voices, but they didn't change any of the other sounds. Now, this show is a lot older in Japan than it was in America. Like, this show was made in the 80s in Japan. So, like, it's got a very specific sound that's so delightfully nostalgic. So, like, having all that music in there, uh, but then, you know, he doesn't have to read subtitles is just freaking magical. It's so much fun. Uh, And I was afraid that once the show got slower, he'd, like kind of get bored of it but he's not bored of it at all and i was like oh right this is written like this for kids because <laughs> kids just like latch onto this shit and they don't need it to move super fast paced he's totally cool with it being all slow and uh he's 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 still loving it and that's making me super happy even though we're at like my least favorite part of the whole series right now it's like i said before that i like filler and, and generally I do, except the episodes we're on right now are absolutely pointless. They're, <laughs> they're, they do nothing for anything. They, which part is they're it? They're trying to... Go ahead. What, which oh, part, which is part, it? part is it? Sorry. They're trying to get to Planet Namek, and they've just made it to it. fake Planet Namek. I knew it. I and I didn't, that. I didn't realize that shit went on for four episodes. <sighs> They did four whole episodes of just them being on fake planet Namek, which means nothing. It goes nowhere. I remember when I was younger, I saw those episodes, and it was so rare that I could watch episodes like consistently in a row for this series. So it would be such a treat. And I remember I had a week that I got to watch, and four out of the five days that week that I was watching, those were the episodes I caught. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Because, like, on the ocean what? version, I think they banged that out in one episode. Because that's all you do with something like that. Oh, no, they made it to the wrong planet. <laughs> but on oh, no. on Toonami, didn't they, uh, didn't they switch on to... Like, didn't Toonami play the... the um... They didn't play the full uncut ones, but they did the same episode count. So it did... When it ran on Toonami, it still ran for four... Uh, it still ran for four episodes, I think. Okay. But, like, they were sliced and diced for all kinds of commercials because the original show only has one commercial break so they would oh. cut out a bunch of other stuff to air on Toonami interesting good so now times I'm yeah. <laughs> that's so cute. you know that's th- that that's been fun uh, I've also you know continued to marathon law and order at every possible opportunity because <laughs> every that's waking moment what like you do. That's, that's what I do while I work uh, and that's been super fun that show is still amazing and uh, I also have made an, an effort. I, did, I didn't go back to Picard as much as I wanted to um, because it's, you know, it's a long show and I don't get a lot of that kind of time to actually sit and watch something. And I can't background watch that. It's way too interesting. Um, but I've been watching over lunch every now and then, or at least trying to, uh, Castlevania. 
because oh, I didn't catch the nice. third season of that show, and it's delightful. It's friggin' brutal and funny and well animated, and I love it. And I wish I had more time to watch more of it. Nice, nice. And I think besides stuff that Karen and I have been watching together, uh, which I'll let her get to, that's most of what I've been up to. Besides, you know, yeah, I think that's it as far as TV goes. Cool, 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 cool. Wow, that's uh, honestly though. I love the stuff that you are watching. I'm very curious. Like, when you talk about sharing this stuff with your kids, I always want to know how like kids from this generation are responding to the stuff that we loved when it's introduced to them by their parents. And I think you guys have done that in such a way that it's been handled well, so the kids receive it well. Um, and I'm I'm happy to see that because like I you know working with kids and teaching kids. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, what about this? And they're like, that's old anime. And I'm like, yeah, and it was still good, you little shit. Watch it. Shut <laughs> <laughs> your face. Nice. Meanwhile, I know nothing about anything with uh, to do with anime to the point where I was at an art show recently um, or an art outdoor art fair and somebody came up wearing a shirt that had anime style characters on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, our nibbling uh, has gotten into some animes that I'm like I, I know the names of them but I don't really know anything about them so I'm always like trying to find out other cool things that they might be into so I looked at this person's t-shirt and I was like what anime is that and they were like oh, it's a band their oh. like, album art is anime style and I was like oh I'm the biggest idiot <laughs> how are you come on how are you supposed to know that <laughs> I was trying to be cool and I fucking failed big time. (laughs) I feel for you. Because I also know nothing about any music that's been made in the last 10 years. Same. Ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Ah, shit. Is that what's... This is what I have to look forward to. This is the person we... Or the people we become where we just aren't aren't paying attention to anything current now. Is that what what uh, we do? Because we always compare it to the stuff that we grew up with and our stuff was better. And everybody yeah, feels that way. Nothing good has been made, so don't That's worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I can get through my stuff really quick. Uh, I have been doing some. Um, shit, I wrote it down, and now I'm like, why use why use the tools you gave yourself? Um, oh, so my solo watching is. Um, I, I very much look forward to my Monday nights of Great British Baking Show and Called Midwife. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> that tracks. Makes um, sense. Yeah. That's giving me lots of serotonin and it's very good. I think I turned um, my sister on to the Great British Baking Show, which is really weird if you've actually <laughs> spoken to my sister. Yeah, that I, does not I have track. briefly. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I, I I mean no apology necessary or anything. That like the 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 only thing I remember her saying was that she had made all the jars yes. for the um, centerpieces of the wedding, and yeah. she she did not have a positive opinion of that task. <laughs> she was amazing. She hated every single thing we did and never said a word. Just did it. That's like a, a good, good sister. sister. Yeah. Good She's sister, the good best. Made, of, made of honor. Perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but sorry, Anywho. continue. That's okay. Uh, so Chris and I kind of turned to some uh, Parks and Rec for our like, comfort food show, which has been nice. 
Um, and then my background work show has been uh, Doctor Who still. Um, I'm into now season six. Okay. I continue to love Matt Smith in a way that other people don't. And you all can just fuck off because he's great. <laughs> I tried. So I'm really like jealous that um, Chris has all this like Dragon Ball bonding time with John. And I got to season five of Doctor Who with the fish fingers and custard episode. And I was like, I think he would think this is funny. And I think he wouldn't be scared of like the Prisoner Zero aliens um, and whatnot. I was like, I want to try this. And so like there was a day where to spare you all a very long and stupid story. um, We are (laughs) we all have to bathe at Chris's parents now. Um, so Chris had taken Ellie over to, to have a bath and I was like hey do you want to watch some Doctor Who with me and we watched it for like 15 minutes and he was like eh Aww. Aww. <laughs> he's not there yet he's just not there yet he will be when he's old enough he's gonna freaking love it yeah, for- I mean, unfortunately for you I like more juvenile crap than you do <laughs> <laughs> I know I have to wait so long yeah, um, but too. I did the right thing and I didn't push it. I was like, okay, like you're, you know, we watched it for 15 minutes. It's not your thing. We don't have to keep going. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, everybody's uh, entitled to be wrong, honey. Even if, you know, opinions are opinions. And yours is wrong. I got into Doctor Who at age 10. So <laughs> I've waited this long. I guess I can wait two more years. Right. Um, but in addition to watching uh, classic Doctor Who, uh, we've been watching the new season of Doctor Who, which kind of came out of nowhere. And there's a new season of Doctor Who? Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, what? you know when it premiered? What? When? The day after your wedding. Oh, that's why I don't Wow. Know. <laughs> You're welcome, Karen. That was my gift to you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. <laughs> um, yeah. So, there's been two, two new episodes. Uh, I like it took me the, those full two new episodes to like the um, the new companion dude okay. but I like him he's funny um, he's kind of an idiot <laughs> and uh, I, we haven't really had an idiot for a companion in a little while I mean uh, wow they are long what, overdue then what, what's his face uh, Ryan was kind of stupid but um not entirely without merit, but this guy Dan is just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I'm on board. Let's um, do it. So yeah, there's, uh, but the first episode of the new season, there's just a ton of shit happening. Like they introduce like six plot points, and we're like, <laughs> and this is all like connected somehow crazy and we're supposed to like visit a whole bunch of classic villains in this arc um it's they're not calling it a season they're calling it like a i don't know an event okay so it's (laughs) It's, gonna be like a mini season kind of thing yeah it's six episodes i know what you're talking about now um so yeah i don't know uh, I'm enjoying having new Doctor Who. I've really missed it. Um, it's as good as it ever was. But the other thing I'll say is, um, this we had news a little while back that um, Russell T. Davies is coming back mm-hmm. um, after this season. And having just watched the entire Russell T. Davies era, I'm really okay with that news. 
Good. Yay. Like, this seems good. Um, the, the, I, I would enjoy having that flavor back in my Doctor Who. Yeah, that when um, we were when you were sick, that's when we discussed that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we, we actually. Know. I'm I'm very excited to hear you say that because all of us were like, yes, to that mm-hmm. news. So, yes. uh, right. I was too sick to record that episode when you talked about that news story. But mm-hmm. so that's my official opinion on the matter is that I feel it will be good. Nice. Oh, um, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, uh, but mostly I'm just really happy to have new Doctor Who. I wish it was going to be more than six episodes, but it is what it is. And it's been good, which is like, I I had pretty low expectations for it because, I mean, I was not a big fan of this last season, and which was a huge bummer for me because I really want to like what's going on more than I do. But, uh, yeah, this is, it's feeling a lot more like the reason I like Doctor Who than the reason I don't uh, which has been making me pretty happy uh, it did definitely the first episode of the season was definitely ambitious uh, <laughs> but they do seem to be tying it together um, more or less so I'm, I'm I'm in I'm not you know I'm more than willing to give it all the uh, all the chance it needs uh, and it's been very entertaining which is really just that's that's what's been missing is that it's it's more entertaining than than it has been, I think. So I'm pretty happy with it. I think the factor that was missing that I think you're talking about is that uh, there's a lot of shit going down in these episodes, but um, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> there's in the midst of all this shit going down, there's a lot of comedy paired with it. Yes. Okay. Um, and I feel like that mix was n- maybe not as present as it could as it could have been. Certainly not as effective. Like the comedy's working, and mm-hmm. that's I think another big part of what was missing. It's like the comedy's genuinely funny this time. And maybe that was a factor that was like suffered at the hands of you know too many companions. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's the doctor right now? Still Jodie Whittaker. Still Jody, yeah. Okay. This is her last season, though. Okay. Bums me out. Yeah, I would have uh, liked to have seen what could be accomplished if she were with a different, with a different writer. Runner. Yeah, yeah, that would have that would be interesting. We have been uh, watching together. We've been watching Lock and Key. That was the other thing I was going. Okay. Go ahead. I am very curious. Have you guys watched nope. uh, the? Yet. Okay, uh, I'm. I'm, I'm I was very curious what Angie would think of it because uh, it's super interesting. Um, we 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 teetered on watching it, uh, but she has such a I have so much PTSD. Like she had such a bad taste from the last the last season. Um, we keep finding well, you other didn't things like to the last watch. season because it didn't straight up adapt the comic, right? It was. It wasn't that it didn't straight up adapt the comic. It was that it altered the story in a way that I felt like it was saying "fuck you" to the comic, and it was neglecting aspects that like they could have covered. And it was parts of the storytelling that I felt were like what made Lock and Key as appealing as Lock and Key is. So it wasn't even like that it wasn't well adapted it was that it was altered to the point where i felt like it was disrespectful to the source material and that pissed me off um 
Which that, is weird because the writer was the showrunner. <laughs> right. And that's like like that's one of the things where I'm just like, okay, like you wanted to take this in this direction, so I'm really, really trying to like muster the energy we'll to there. come back. We'll, 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 it'll happen. Yeah, I, it's... I just was like so heated about it. And then the other day we were looking at it, I was like, you know what? It's been long enough that like it's kind of faded in my memory now, so I think now is a good time to go back to it because it's not so fresh in my mind. Like, I really don't remember it as much now, so I think going through this, it's just going to be something where I'll be like... Eh, that's different whatever fuck it move on and i can hopefully just enjoy the show for what it is now well i think you'll have an easier time with that because it's like it's kind of touching on some of the stuff that it skipped over in for the first season but it also seems to be just doing its own very interesting and different thing yeah uh, which i think is kind of lending me a little bit more like i didn't i wasn't bothered by the way that they changed up the comic stuff, I thought it was interesting to to see a different take on it, and that it was building in this direction. That's like, okay, so I see why you changed all that stuff in season one, so that you could just tell a totally different story with these characters in this universe. Mm-hmm. It's it's been pretty interesting so far. I mean, much like the comic book itself. If I, it's been a long time since I've seen season one, so I'm pretty confused about a lot of things that are happening. Like, who is that? Yeah. Wait, who I is th- that? I think the when we clicked on it to watch it, uh, watch the first episode, <laughs> we like effed up and accidentally skipped the recap when we didn't mean to, and so we just <laughs> dove into intro. it. We couldn't get it back, and we we're like, "All right, I guess we're doing this." And we and did get it back, and then we watched it, and you said. Well, that didn't help at all. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah. Because, like, so much happened in season one. So then, like, we spent the first episode going, like, who is she? And which one has the demon in them? And, like... (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, But we we finally, like, by episode two, I was like, well, I'm all in again. Like, the first episode, I was lost lost af and i was like i don't remember why i cared so much i like i really liked season one and now i can't remember at all why i cared so much about it by season two i was like oh yeah oh no this show's great yeah it it didn't take long that first episode did feel a little rocky to me too i was like man maybe i don't like this as much as i thought i did and then like episode two by the time it was done like yeah no never mind i'm in i'm I'm all in i'm all of this yeah keep it coming pile on more of that please I want I want so much to feel this way. <laughs> I don't know. I think you might I think you might like season 2 more because it's not it's not similar. Like the 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 fir- the the first season was like, well, yeah, it's telling basically the same story, but it's telling like the whole darn comic series in one TV season and skipping over a bunch of stuff and changing a bunch of other stuff. And this one's just like Nah, man. This here's just some here's some new lock and key shit for you. Have at it. Well, they've uh, also come up with new comics recently, um, and I'm wondering if maybe they the stories that they added are things that maybe they're incorporating into the show somehow. I don't know because I haven't been up to date. I haven't either. That's 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 interesting though. Um, like I I I purchased a couple of the issues, um, but as per usual, they 
just went into the pile and then never got read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I like knowing that they're doing something completely unique with the show, I think that also makes it easier to kind of swallow all of those changes that I've been like so vehemently opposed to. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm trying to go into this with just like an open, like it's going to be fine. It's just a TV show and it doesn't have to be just like the book to still be good. Oh. Exacto mundo. Like I said, we'll get there. <sighs> Maybe this um, weekend. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's about it for us. Yeah, I think so. Um, did you guys watch any TV while you were busy getting married? <laughs> we um, actually did. Actually, we could. I could pretty much because we. Uh, I'll blow through the stuff that we are catching up on. Um, yeah. We caught up on the rookie, which is our favorite show. Nathan Fillion is still a goddamn treasure. Um, I caught up. I'm trying to catch up on Doom Patrol because I missed a whole season. Came and went. Uh, la, la, la. We finished Only Murders in the Building. Oh, we finished Yay. that too! Yay! Yeah, that, that was great. <laughs> I was slightly mad at the last end, uh, like the last episode, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I am continuously watching Paranormal Caught on Camera. Uh, we have, for some reason, started a watch because I don't remember watching it. I don't know if it's a rewatch for you, hun, but uh, what we do in the shadows. I've no, no, I've never seen. I've only seen the movie. So we're watching that. We were a, a bunch of episodes in on that. Uh, you, for some reason, were watching Adam ruins everything. Yeah. Um, I, wanted, I just wanted to. Learn I mean, the stuff. only thing that was like you watched from beginning to end was the new season of American Horror Story. And we watched um, Midnight Mass. Oh yeah, we watched Midnight Mass. Yeah, that was that. I really, I enjoyed the hell out of that. So yeah, so Midnight Mass is, uh, I think Mike Flanagan is his name. He's the guy who did uh, Haunting of Hill House and the Bly Manor series. And James I, Flanagan. What? It says James Flanagan. Oh, James. Walt, okay. Walt Flanagan. Oh, I thought it was Mike. <laughs> no, I thought it was Mike it, something. Brothers, James Flanagan and Mike Flanagan. Than Walt Flanagan's okay. dog. Those guys. <laughs> nooch anywho uh yeah so they um i was not like a huge fan of the bly manor stuff but i really liked midnight mass i'm actually recommending it to people which is like not something i did with the second series so that was pretty cool and uh american horror story continues to be a horror story (laughs) and american yeah i mean midnight mass was great the like to, to not give too much away they're taking two iconic and well-known story archetypes and merging them together. Yeah. <laughs> Quite yeah. seamlessly, which was impressive to me. Like, like it made me step let, back Let go, me guess what the two are. Is it midnight and mass? Close. It's things <laughs> to do with midnight and things to do with mass. So, I mean, like, you, you find out real quick what it is, but, like, after watching, you know, five of the episodes, I went, is this this is this might be real like this might be the real telling of these stories <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was it was really good um it was I, a very interesting interpretation of how people can skew religion to favor their uh insanity actually that's yeah. true which yeah. was wow well it that's what it, like, not any, totally any, shitty anytime there's religion 
in a movie or a television show, it usually ends up going poorly. Like I will never forget the uh, it was either the mist or the fog. I can't remember which one it was. It was the one that took place in the supermarket mm-hmm. where the fog takes over, and all of a sudden, like it was a day, and all of a sudden religion broke loose and people were killing each other. It was like craziness, and every time now, I we, I start watching anything that delves into pseudo religion. It's it. I was like, mm, where we go? Where where? What wrong turn are we going to take with this story arc? Mm-hmm. And what Midnight Mass did was that turn that they made was the perfect turn for this story. Like yeah. it couldn't have been told any better. Yeah. Um. Like it, at, when it ended, Evan was like, "That's exactly how it should have ended," and I was like, "Right." Yeah. 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 There were, there were two like like I would say like the mid season episode where we both looked at each other and went man that broad is fucked up now yeah. like she is gonna be messed up and for the rest of the show she was messed up something happened to her like messed her up and we saw it, it was gonna happen so good it, yeah it, it it was just really well done pacing storytelling everything about the way it was filmed Acting, like, yeah you know it was really 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 good super engaging i much better in my opinion than heart american horror story yeah i know i don't know why i keep watching that trash it's It's like penny dreadfuls like you just stories like bad oh i don't know like this season is it was a split season first half was vampires second half was aliens but it's the aliens part is set in the 50s yeah it looked like i yeah well 50s and present day i don't know man okay squirrely stuff but the 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 vampire story is about people taking this pill that if they have any sort of talent it makes them super talented but if they they don't have any talent they become mindless monsters well the reason the thing that happens is that they become full of hate because they realize they have no talent and they hate everyone there you go which also yeah mindless monsters blood sucking but either way monsters. they all become vampires <laughs> yep which it was just like why if you know this is going to happen why take the pill like there's no option you're gonna end up killing people like that's gonna happen yeah but when you take the pill you don't care as much the first half of the season was actually fairly interesting by comparison to the second half of the season where like i honestly couldn't tell you most of the plot because it was so stupid that i stopped paying attention (laughs) it's a shame that the first half of the season the acting was so bad because oof yeah oof it was bad yeah it's american horror story i love it so that's it that's That's all we watched (laughs) well played children thank you all right well if that's the case it's been what an hour and a half maybe we should take a break let's do that sure all right stay tuned for our through our commercials and we'll be right back and now here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and geekade.com First up, busts are great. And word on the street is, books are too. They are. But how much better would they be if they were mini? What's more, how much better would they be if they were both mini and Transformers themed? Well, the running theory is that they would be much better. Why wouldn't they be? The SparkCast crew has obtained an Optimus Prime mini bust and a Talking Transformers mini book, and they're going to talk about them because that's what podcasts are all about. So don't miss SparkCast episode 51, 
Optimus Bust Mini Bust and Mini Book. It talks. It lights up. That, that Optimus Bust Mini Bust, that was a little tongue twister there for you. That was, but I handled right. it. Let's see if I can pull this one off. Like a boss. Next up, Flash. Oh. <laughs> Flash Gordon is a sci-fi classic. It's a name everyone has heard, but has everyone actually experienced it? Well, Chris hadn't, so Paul and Sean used this month's letter choice to rectify that problem. But how does a 1980s flick starring a blonde, <laughs> starring a bland blonde dude with his name on his shirt who gets accidentally blasted into space fare in the year of our Lord 2021? How skimpy are the Hawkman's outfits? What connection does the movie have to Boston Hass from Star Wars episode? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, learn the answers to these questions and more in a theater near you, episode 8, Flash Gordon. Finally, have your neighbors been eaten by zombies? If so, you may want to steer clear of this particular podcast episode because it may bring up some bad memories. But... If your neighbors haven't been eaten by zombies, or if you didn't like your neighbors and are glad they've been eaten by zombies, then the latest episode of the SNES podcast is for you. This week, Greg and Joe look back at the LucasArts classic, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and discuss why it's such a cult classic. Don't miss the SNES podcast, episode 175, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. For all this great stuff and more from our partners and... I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> this great stuff and more. Don't forget to check out geekade.com. And we're back. So tonight we're talking about the Peacock comedy Girls 5 Eva that uh, aired in 2020. Apparently I have a thing for Peacock shows about lady musical groups. Uh, <laughs> Seems like that's all it, that's on Peacock right now. Apparently Peacock has a thing for... <laughs> I mean, and then we fired up Frogger tonight, and it was like, also from Peacock. And we're like, what the hell's happening in our lives? Um, Anyway, it was created by Meredith Scardino, a writer and producer who's known for her work on uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and The Colbert Report. The show stars uh, singer-songwriter Sarah Barry Ellis, Broadway star Renee Elise Goldsberry, and character actors Paula Pell and Busy Phillips as members of a 90s girl group who find themselves in the spotlight when one of their old songs is sampled by a current-day rapper. All of them, feeling somewhat lost in their middle age, decide to reunite and take the control over their careers that they never had in their initial stardom. In episode four, Karma... Uh, Dawn, played by Barry Ellis, has decided to follow the Dolly Parton method of <laughs> fasting in order to inspire her to write a hit song. Wiki, played by Goldsberry, finds herself dating a younger man in a role reversal of the power dynamic of most of her previous relationships. And Gloria helps Summer, Busy Phillips, with the uh, struggles of maintaining her long-distance marriage to her husband, a former boy band star, played by another Broadway star, Andrew Rannells, in a guest role. Uh, The episode also features Dean Winters of 30 Rock fame as Dawn's antagonistic brother, and has a guest-starring role from Tina Fey as the queen Dolly Parton herself. (laughs) That was so great. So, before I let you guys uh, know what I think, I want to know what you think. How did you, how did you, what did you think of Girls 5 Eva? I liked it. (laughs) I am happy to hear that. So, what I liked about it 
was watching the transformation where we started the episode and Angela was visibly angry. Like we were eating and she was angrily eating her salad at the opening theme song. And then I think about the point in time I said, holy shit, Dolly Parton is Tina Fey. Actually, I said, holy shit, Dolly Parton is that, that woman who is the podcaster from the debate. And I went this long trip for her to go, Tina Fey? Holy shit. And then she started laughing. And then by the end of the episode, she was dancing along with said song that she was angrily eating her salad with at the beginning. So, uh, Ange, I got to know, what, what made you so angry about it? I just, like... I hated boy bands growing up and girl bands and like Spice Girls was literally the only exception for me for any of that and even that was short-lived so like like I was the person who was like oh I love Spice Girls and then 10 minutes later I was like Alanis Morissette, Weird Al Yankovic, Third Eye Blind, I'm just gonna go real weird here and I never looked back so I just like kind of resented the concept of a television show that embraced this to its fullest and then I was like oh it's going to glorify these stupidly horrible people coming together and doing these dumb things but then I kept seeing these cast members from the first episode when we had watched it and I was like yeah whatever it's okay I guess like it's cool Uh, the cast looks vaguely familiar and then tonight I'm looking and I was like that's Sarah I don't know how to say her name Baralis Brit Barry sing- Ellis. Barry Ellis, yeah. The singer. And I was like, I like her. I listen to her. She's on one of my freaking Pandora stations. Like, holy shit. And then I was like, wait a second, that's Angelica Schuyler. And then I was like, wait, Tina Fey is in this episode? Like it just kept it just kept coming. And the show <laughs> made me laugh out loud. Um and like, yeah, the like the joke like, oh, someone's a little hunty. I was like, like I had to look at Evan and I was like wait a second I was like oh I get it and I was like ha 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 funny but then in the back of my mind I was like <laughs> she, she's saying that and I'm like I, I'm in, I'm in mid you have to write that down for me like yeah that's gonna be my line <laughs> yeah like so it was it was just one of those things where I, I wanted to just kind of hate it but it won me over because it's so well written and like it, it just it's weird because like it seems as though the actors are having fun like nobody's taking themselves too seriously even though like the characters themselves kind of take themselves too seriously like i don't know it's just very very funny so fuck you karen you 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 won me over with this one i did it again yeah um that's primarily the main thing i love about the show is that it it has such a great commentary and viewpoint on like both everything that was wrong with all that like girl group stuff that we grew up with that like it just points it out and tears it down and is like this is all bad and we we (laughs) we were all blind to all of this because uh like all those songs were bangers (laughs) um And, uh, you know, and then it combines it with the commentary of, like, the lives of middle-aged women today and the problems that they deal with, which are partially caused by having grown up in this environment <laughs> that, that produced these kinds of groups and this music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that I love about it is all the original music. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> the song at the end. Holy I'm, shit. I'm, you know, I'm actually going to grab... 
because I'm sure it's not recorded anywhere. I'm going to have to actually record it from the episode and put that the the end credits song will be tagged at the end of this episode because it was phenomenal. That will be our gift to you, listeners. So please stay tuned after the credits because there will be a surprise for you. Oh, my God. Yeah, every every episode has at least one, usually two, sometimes more um, original songs between like the sort of parodic versions of like this is you know like exaggerated version of like what really was a girl group song in the 90s <laughs> where it's like no it, it wasn't quite that bad but it <laughs> was basically that bad yeah um and then the theme song which is fucking perfect <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and sometimes they even have songs that like aren't. They're just like more like this is a song that is a soundtrack of the show Girls Five Eva. Okay. Um, but it's written like it's you know it's written by the same people who are writing the songs for the band, both Phenomenal. in the past and the present. And so like they're about whatever is happening in the story of the show. Um, and it's not like this is a this this is something they're going to record and release, but uh, mm-hmm. they're equally as great. Um, and the cast is great, and they really they have like great singers. Even like Paul Pell and Busy Phillips, who aren't known as like musical people, are holding their own. Mm-hmm. Paula Pell is fucking amazing. <laughs> like she is so fucking funny. Like I I normally I'm a big fan of Busy. Mm-hmm. And she's not like I like uh, Cougar Town busy. Like she, that was my f- favorite. She's not living up to that level, but her in in juxtaposition of Paula for this episode <laughs> was stunning because mm-hmm. Paula doesn't. Most of the really funny shit that she says is to herself mm-hmm. as an aside. <laughs> like oh, there goes my twenty. Like shit like that was just just funny. I didn't have uh, I I was like low on you know Jesus merch so I just adapted <laughs> yes. this census shirt that the J-E. killed yeah. me. <laughs> I'm sorry and and Dean Winters I know him as the uh, shit happens guy and for the 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 the, the commercial. insurance commercials the, yeah uh, okay that Nick character is perfect for him. Yeah, well, that's him on like everything. Like, he was the vulture him. on uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel it yes. like that's really him. Like he's not acting. Like that's just him. Oh, and he came up for him. Uh, uh, that with my my opening line is, "Are are you feasting on youth?" Like <laughs> those interactions were funny. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the end result of Wiki's storyline in this episode, I was like. Oof. And then he's like, yes, all is right in the world again. And I was like, <laughs> As he was eating, I think it was a mozzarella stick from that tray that oh. he was just carrying around. That like, made oh. me want mozzarella sticks real bad, honey. I'm just letting you know. Real bad. <laughs> Ed, yeah, I did feel like the uh, the wiki storyline was maybe the weak one of this episode. Because, <laughs> you know, there was some good jokes around the, like, you know, the 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 interaction between her and the brother mm-hmm. um but it was sort of like okay why is she dating this guy what's going on what's the payoff gonna be and then the payoff was like <laughs> okay that's funny <laughs> <laughs> but even as the weakest story arc i liked the 
I just I thought it was funny. Like I just like what they did with it, especially at the end when they're playing the clip and he's like, "Ma'am, you're being seriously pranked right now." And she's like, "Uh-huh." Yeah. Okay. Like like you that I almost felt me. bad for her cuz I I didn't have a lot of context for her character in this show and then just seeing mm-hmm. that I was like, "Oh no, this was great. This was perfect." I've been told that my love making is performance. My sexuality is performative. <laughs> And that's that was just weird. Yes, um, but for that, for her to be like putting herself out there and, and like allowing herself to look that foolish is is fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, she's just wonderful, and you know how brilliant she is. Like, I mean, again, because I haven't really heard that much of her singing from this. Mm-hmm. So, like, just knowing her from Hamilton, like. It's really cool to see the diversity and and how well she can embrace apparently any role she's in because I didn't know anything about her. Um, yeah, well, she did a guest spot on uh, Zoe too. Well, yeah, she wait. She really? was a boss. Yeah, she was like uh, she was like the rival boss to the Lauren Graham character in season. Oh, I totally oh, forgot about right. that. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. I, but, um, I mean, come on! But we have bitch. to we have to talk about the knockout performance of the episode. Fucking Tina Fey as Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It took me so long the first time I watched this to like really be like, oh my god, that like she's so deep in that character. Y- yes, and it was okay, so, so hard I, to pick I, her I, out I, when when she, like they were in the parking lot, and when she started getting closer, I'm like, did they? Dolly Parton is they they couldn't have gotten Dolly Parton who they have who they have playing Dolly Parton and I like I looked and like holy shit that and you you don't see it right away because how deeply into that character she is like and then once you see it uh, it's obvious yes and then after that after you see it and then uh she has all those lines explaining like well, I'm not the real Dolly Parton. I'm your hallucination of Dolly Parton, and that's why I don't look right or sound right. And you're like, yeah, no, she doesn't really look right at all. I don't know why I bought this. Yeah, because I, I was sold that I for half a second I thought maybe they did get Dolly Parton. She's a you know, Listen, get resurgence. It's what you always say, babe. You do anything confidently enough and <laughs> yes, someone will believe it. And I, I, like, exactly. I knew it wasn't Dolly Parton, but I was like, you are selling the hell out of this. I absolutely believe that you. And then I was like, yeah, no, that, that sounds about right. Thank you, Tina. <laughs> Always keeping it real. <laughs> Where they were playing, and she was on the compu- on the keyboard or the piano, and she's playing mm-hmm. the drums, and she starts banging on her boobs. I mean, on like, her boobs. That was so great. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, and well, I'll I mean, just brag a little bit and say I figured it out pretty quick. Yes, you did. <laughs> Good job, honey. I got it. You're smart. We get it. This. I'm looking at the IMDb. The the Sarah, the picture of Sarah Borealis does not look like her in the show that's what i'm saying like it took me a minute it, it was actually when i heard her singing like, that i could tell voice oh, yeah. before anything yeah but i'm also i mean i'm not that person who like really knows what anyone who's a celebrity looks like like <laughs> especially when somebody musically oriented i'm like yeah i could definitely pick your voice out but i don't know what your face looks like <laughs> oh, okay one more thing when mm-hmm. kevin got out of the car and they had just referenced the fact that he, he his, With his sunken eye atrophy eye. Oh or my something God. because he has the hair in front. And then he looks dead into the camera and his one eye is wonky. 
perfect. <laughs> and like the the inter- the introduction with like the boy band like haircut and musical like glowiness about oh my fucking god that was great. I didn't realize they were so Jesusy either. Yeah. <laughs> but we're the cool kind of Christians. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes to kiss him. In the Bible to people on the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And what she did yeah. to the car—that was—that was—that was great. Karma. Yeah. So I'm—I'm I'm just gonna put it out there. I know Karen, you've already seen all this. Uh, uh, honey, what do you think? Do you think it was identity theft? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> but it seems so believable. <laughs> you guys, I—I I encourage you to watch all eight episodes. Not a great investment of time um there is more to that story okay and you might be surprised fuck <laughs> he was cheating on her and the person he cheated with stole his identity guys i can't i cannot reveal more than that because oh i God. want you to watch it for I yourself need to know. okay fine. i'll watch more paula bell paula i actually bell. will i will definitely be giving this show more attention uh moving forward i i you suck you're, you won me over you're doing it begrudgingly which is funny because you it, actually enjoyed yeah. it i did i like really did not want to like the show i genuinely didn't i went in with stink eye i was like no this is stupid this intro is stupid and literally by the end of the episode i did a complete turnaround i was like this show is making me laugh out loud this show is hysterical what the actual fuck you're welcome <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for that uh, what about you chris you're being quiet. Uh, there wasn't a lot of <laughs> points to interject. Uh, well, I mean, I thought uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I had uh, a lot of fun watching it. I'd be perfectly happy to go back and uh, you know watch the first couple episodes. I only watched the one. Okay. And uh, uh, but we're 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 so deep into Parks and Rec right now. I was like, all right, well. I'm having a lot of fun with this. I want to watch this. I would love to watch more of this, but not quite enough to stop watching Parks and Rec to mm-hmm. do this instead. But since there's so few of them, I you know once we get to a breaking point or like a season break or something in Parks and Rec, I'll switch over to this. Now, I thought it was really funny, um, and I, I think I like Sarah Barry Ellis a lot. We we saw uh, Waitress on Broadway, and it was incredible, and nice. uh, so that kind of made me a. Uh, appreciate that woman quite a bit. Um, yeah, the, the what's her name? The one that was uh, sleeping with the the young guy. Wiki. Wiki. I could not place her. She reminds me so much of somebody, and I have no idea who it is. Because I, I looked her up on IMDb. I was like, no, I don't know you from anywhere. Why are you so familiar? She looks so much like someone, and I can't place it. That was driving me nuts. And the dude that you guys know from... Like I know him from uh, what's it? Uh, Rescue Me. I watched that oh. show ages ago, and like he That's was a, right. He was a regular character on there. Mr. Dean was yeah. never seen that. Uh, That's Rescue Me Firefighters. Uh, Great show. Good show. Yeah, I don't know that I'd ever want to watch it again. Uh, it's, it's not an easy show to watch. No, it but, is not. Uh, it was, I, I, um, I don't think it's. That's the. I think that's the kind of show that they can't do now. Why? I don't know. Was well, it dramatic? It, it, it's a. It's a. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty dark, dramatic. It's a. It's a comedic drama, because it's um. Oh shit! What's his? What's the main? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about now. And yeah, a firefighter. He deals with all kinds of like really, really messed up stuff. Yeah. 
So, but that's not what we're talking about. I'm scrolling on IMDb through like the cast and uh, Barzin Ankhavan, Ankhavan, who plays Zaire, the, the hairdresser, <laughs> when her card but says decline. <laughs> Give me like, your hair. I, I'm sorry. I, this is the part that I hate. I have to take it back. And he reaches across the counter to grab her hair. It's going to splash out on human extensions. <laughs> oh, God. She's blaming her child because, you know, her hair, her extensions. God, mm-hmm. the, that's not right. I love that it implicated someone else in a crime, though. That was kind of hilarious. <laughs> Like, very nice touches on this. Um, My favorite part of this, though, is the song that she came up with in her, like, delirium. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty special. (laughs) That was pretty special. Like, you can clearly see the songwriting talent is there, and it just was, like, the lyrics were, like, clearly shit and, you know... At, born out of a fit of desperation it's like you will get there and i think any creative person can relate to that where they're like blocked on something and you know you know they have the talent to get where they're going but they're impatient and they try something that ends up like just being fucking crazy no idea what you mean <laughs> can't relate what about like i'm afraid someone's gonna have sex with my dead body and be like not worth it <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck wrote that uh, give that person an award <laughs> what was the other one i'm i'm, so, I'm always scared my grandparents can see me when i masturbate, masturbate. sorry nana <laughs> sorry Na- but yeah my other quote was i'm sorry nana i was like oh my god <laughs> but like that's shit that i've literally thought about I was like, how is this even relevant right now? <sighs> They're in our brains. Uh, the well, fact that she kept am... referencing coal miner's daughter to Jolly Parton <laughs> and at the very yep. end, she goes, that was Loretta Lynn. I was like, that's why that's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the show's very, very smart. Um, and I don't know about its future but i hope it has one because i would definitely like to see more especially given the way the season ends which i'm not going to spoil for y'all i don't think it would be a horrible tragedy if there wasn't Mm, more okay but i mean um, we're not we so this is the first season or first year of peacock so we're not sure Mm -hmm. how they handle you know freshman and sophomore shows yeah exactly (laughs) Yeah. Well placed. Yeah. Well, that's that's the terminology. It's mm-hmm. what they call it in the bids. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's what the kids yeah. call it these days. Yeah. It's a. Uh, I think it might it might be worth getting another season, especially the short seasons too. So. Yeah, I don't know if this was just like a trial thing or whatever, but I like shorter seasons, and I liked, like I said, I liked this episode. The first episode, I don't remember it selling me as much. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of setup in that one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's a lot of setup. So, yeah, well done. I think this is a great episode because even without context of everything else going on with the characters, like for whatever the overarching story is. Very true. It was, Good it point, was hun. a great drop in. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I am I am glad it is one of the more highly rated episodes of the season and the other one was the finale. And I'm like, well, we're not going to start there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. 
yeah it's so thank you for that because uh i've like yeah i've been looking for something else to watch that isn't just spooky halloween or we watch gore. a lot of horror in this house i watch so much I'm, I'm like trying to stop i'm like why am i so morbid oh wait look at my watch history <laughs> <sighs> So, yeah, this will be this will be a nice change of pace, I hope. <laughs> nice, light, refreshing. I wish there were more of it for you to enjoy. But um, but I'm glad that everybody seems to have enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully maybe in the future we can revisit it when y'all have seen more of it. Yes. Um, but Never for go. tonight, I think that's going to do it. Uh, so excuse me while I my husband finishes selling things in Nook's Cranny's <laughs> Dropbox and then opens up his screen on his phone. I've been doing a lot of work in East Todd, okay? There There's are massive... flowers everywhere. I mean, that's the problem. There's flowers everywhere, <laughs> and if I get rid of all the flowers, then we're going to lose our, uh, our, our ranking. It's a problem. It is a serious Sounds problem. like you've had some animals serious. crossing yeah. your path. i got to figure out where the hell I'm supposed to put all these flowers but I'm trying to build a garden because they've added all these new like food type things that you can grow now. So I'm I moved the shop to the other side of the town, but the shop hasn't actually moved yet because you know they have to like build it over there and stuff. So it's probably going to be another day. Man, sounds like a serious <sighs> problem. Wow. It's there's a lot a lot of work to do. I spent a lot of money. I you know I, I paid two hundred fifty thousand bells to grow a uh, God, not grow what an investment. A, I'm invested. Uh, a, I'm so invested in this story. A zen bells? a zen bridge. Well, I had to. I moved my a golden toilet shrine. <laughs> Because I have a golden toilet shrine in our house. Uh, okay, so I'm letting you know. Can I get? How can I make him hear my eye hold roll? On. No, no, no. Hold on. The fact of the matter is, is that as you're talking about this, Chris, there was a brief chunk there where your internet cut out and you faded out. Like you, it started with. So here's the thing, and then you said stuff, and then when you came back, it was, "I have a golden toilet." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to know what you said before that. I'm just going to zone in on the fact that you own a golden toilet. That's a golden toilet shrine. Ooh, oh, even, even better. better. So it's I built a a, a plateau with a waterfall mm. and a golden toilet and golden roses on either side of it. It's the most glorious shitter ever. I had to move it back. Uh, I, I moved it back a few feet so that I could build a zen bridge to go in front of it. Is there a Buddha board? Because obviously you need a Buddha board. I don't even know what that is. Well, now you're just the worst. Not very zen at all, are you? What do you mean now? (laughs) (laughs) And that's our show. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific webcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can the good people find you? Uh, they can Find me on pretty much all the socials and Etsy at STM Stitches. And Angie, where can the morbid people find you? <laughs> Go find me on my website. It's AngelaFernot.com. If you don't know how to spell my name, get out, nerd. And Evan, where can people pretend to find you? Uh, Geekade underscore Evan. 
<laughs> if you need to know more about the shows we discussed here tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. And a quick note about our commercials. I haven't edited the uh, the newest episode of A Theater Near You, so if this episode comes out before that one comes out, trust me, it's coming soon. I promise. <laughs> we recorded it. I just haven't edited it. Now back to you, Karen. Okay. Um, so uh, we, our next episode will be our news episode. It is, I'm guessing it's going to be a long one because it's, it's been a minute. Um, and there's a lot to talk about. And following that will be our next episode assignment, which is coming this time from our lovely Angie. Oh, I our forgot I get an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. What you got? Okay. Um, I haven't actually watched this, so I'm really excited. And I hope that it will be as good as it looked. Uh, it's Norseman. Season one, episode one, uh, the title is The Homecoming, and it is available on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can find it there. Um, yeah, hopefully it's good. It looked funny. So sorry if it's not. Watch it anyway. <laughs> Got your homework, guys. Right. Looking forward to that. And uh, that's going to do it for all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Karen. I'm, I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Angie. And wow. have a good night. We're gonna I got a rock. I, I got a rock. What's going on? <laughs> when are we going to get that right? Never. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> Test. Good night. I'm afraid of heights, afraid of trying. And I'm afraid I might have been a little stupid to write this song I'm afraid that during high winds a stop sign will uproot and decapitate me or that I might thrive under Scientology I'm afraid that after I die someone will have sex with my dead body and be like no I'm afraid I could raise a son who'll get radicalized on Reddit Or that he'll back to the future and I'll think he's hot And I'm afraid that I'll accidentally text a pic of my vagina to my dad And I'm afraid that on Ancestry.com I might find out I have a bunch of half-siblings And they'll want to be in my life I'm afraid that if I got an awful disease I wouldn't be brave I'd just be a bitch and be mean Or if I needed emergency heart surgery The doctor would go Hello, nipple hair Sometimes I'm afraid to hold a new baby What if I lose control of my arms for a second And throw it at the ceiling fan Or something like that Can't I trust my arms? And I'm afraid That under every bus stop is a sinkhole of rats And I'm afraid They lie about expiration 
reservation dates and my hummus is fungus And afraid that the second I leave town I'll get a UTI Why can't they just sell those pills over the counter? I don't need a doctor, I know exactly what it is Oh, back to my kid I have more stuff about him I only breastfed for four months Is he gonna be a bond trader? And I'm afraid that if I'm lucky enough to be 80 I'll be one of those ladies Whose entire scalp is visible When the sun shines through her salmon-colored hair And I'm afraid that someone will find out That I memorized all the words to Macklemore's thrift shop Or that I bought seven seasons of The Mentalist And of course... I'm afraid that somewhere deep inside of me is a lost tampon. Where did you go? Where did you go? I'm afraid. And this concludes our broadcast day.